we're back, and what a week to come back to. Yes, both of our teams were. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a rarity this season. <laughs> but uh, I reckon pretty much all the games this week were... Pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, except for maybe Stoke. Yeah. Southampton. I, I did see on the um, uh, the highlight show. Yeah, it was just the, like... <laughs> yeah, it's like a blip in the, yeah, in the show. It was like a minute highlight. Yeah. <laughs> Sort of quickly skip over that, but yeah, it was. Um, we had the obviously we had the international break. Yes. Um, last well, two weeks really. Um, the Euro. There's still a few more Euro qualifiers to go, and some World Cup qualification games around the rest of the world. Yes. Um, so yeah, an interesting time. Sadly though, there was the uh, we saw the the terror attacks in Paris, in Paris which was very sad. Uh, and did you see? Have you seen the footage from the the France Germany game when yeah. they're playing and there's the explosion? That's just that's that's just sends like shivers down your spine. Yeah, and yeah. like they hear it and then they kind of keep playing because they don't really know what it is. Yeah, exactly. And then because the commentators aren't worded up on what's happening, exactly. Obviously, but um, as soon as they do, you know, everyone yeah. knows what's happening. And well, these days everyone's everyone's got a smartphone. Yeah. Yeah, everyone gets news straight away these days, and yeah, uh, so yeah, very very sad thing. But um, obviously, it was really good to see, um, you know, the league come out in support of um, their French players and also um, France in general. Yeah, um, we saw before all the games, uh, French national anthems being played, which was really nice, and yeah. all the players coming together. Um, yeah, and, you know, a lot of black armbands, and um, yeah, it was interesting to see how it affected a lot of. French players because you know there's a lot of French players in the league yeah who were like playing at the time yeah um, and it'd be hard for everyone to just go okay this is our job we got to kind of play football yeah Do exactly I mean? coming to this week knowing what's happened it's yeah it's very hard to when, when something like that's affected because I mean I mean he doesn't play in the Premier League anymore but um, one of the French players Lasana Diara. Um, I think he said his cousin was killed in one of the um, attacks. Yeah. So that's um, pretty sad. And, and obviously he's got friends in the national team and, you know, the, it just plays on everyone's mind. And maybe you're thinking, oh, you know, the safety of family back home. And yeah. um, we saw Lukaku because also there's been like the terror alert in Belgium, which yeah. is, is, you know, shares the border with France. Um, that's gone up as well. So And Lukaku came out during the week saying that, he was basically getting his family out of Brussels, yeah, because that's where like there's there's almost like they're waiting for something bad to happen at the moment there. Yeah. So yeah, playing on the minds of a lot of a lot of people. Uh, but yeah, good to see. You know, the great thing about football is it can do really good things. Yeah. And we saw that this week. So yeah, credit to the Premier League. Credit to everyone. Um, all the fans who got behind it. We saw. French flags at just about every single stadium. Yeah. So that so that was really nice and um yeah, hopefully it made the, the players feel a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Well as we do every week we have the question of the week. Yeah, that, that's that's all right. We talked about <laughs> the, the you know, the sad things. Let's you know, get back into it. So yeah, question of the week. Um, Dave, during the week Jean-Claude Van Damme visited Manchester City. <laughs> he uh, was in Manchester for a series of talks uh, where he was talking about his, um, you know, kung fu background, his movie background. Yep. And so while he was there, he popped into Man City to... Which was so effective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
might explain why they didn't do so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, he, well, Jean-Claude Van Damme is, he is known as the muscles from Brussels. He's Belgian. Yeah. So he visited uh, his compatriot, uh, Vincent Company, Kevin De Bruyne, who's also at Manchester City. Who coincidentally, company is now well injured. Yes. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he went in a dance-off with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> maybe. Like, like from Kickboxer. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, it was great to see photos of uh, Jean-Claude uh, meeting with all the, the city players, enjoying himself. But um, it, it got me thinking, if you your club had to hire, like, a Hollywood star yep. to coach or manage or even train, yep. who would it be? As soon as I saw this question, yep. one person came to mind, and that is Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Why Christopher Walken? He For could, his motivational speeches? Yeah. He, <laughs> he could read the dictionary to me, and I'd be listening to every single word he says. <laughs> it's like in The Simpsons when he's reading the, the, uh, the book the to kids the little book, kids. Yeah. Smooch closer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he does that uh, that speech at the start of uh, Catch Me If You Can. We he's talking about the mouse, and the mouse had to run, <laughs> and he churned that butter, and the mouse got out. See, I'm listening to you right now. <laughs> uh, that, my, my brother does a really good Christopher Walken uh, impersonation. Uh, that would be great. Imagine uh, like the post match press conferences. Like they could literally go on for like thirty minutes, and he wouldn't talk about football. It, it makes me think that. Maybe the halftime speeches for Leicester aren't done by the coach. They're done by Christopher Walker. Maybe. And they come out going, shit, we better better come back here. Maybe Ranieri's playing just like Christopher Walker, <laughs> like motivational tapes in the change rooms. <laughs> well, d- depending on how well they're doing, they may or may not come in from halftime with a full-size cutout of Christopher Walker. <laughs> just just have like a cutout of him on the sidelines. Just yeah. motivate the <laughs> I like it. It's it's really well, they, random. They did that with um, Jose. There was uh, cut outs and face. Yeah, when he was suspended. <laughs> that that was kind of funny. But, uh, also, like during the week, um, the you know Jose did his pre-match um, press conference on the Friday that that he always does, and um, he said that you know Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible couldn't even like get Chelsea to win the league this season like, that, that's how hard of a task it yeah. is so maybe Jose's been thinking about this as well yeah maybe he's worried that Roman's going to get rid of him and just try something completely different I reckon he might have to call upon Christopher Walken and oh. see what happens but who would you have ah well um I I'm going with um I'm going with British of course yeah um, you, can, you never have enough British managers in British football. <laughs> I'm going with Sir Alec Guinness, yep. who is otherwise known as Obi-Wan Kenobi, because he would say to the linesman, that was a penalty. And they'd be like, that was a penalty. And he'd wave his fingers and goes, that was the penalty you're looking for. <laughs> Great call. And they would go, you're absolutely right. <laughs> or like say they... Um, pay a goal to the opposition, he would say, that's offside, and sort of <laughs> yeah. get it overturned. So. Well, that's, uh, that's a good call. Yeah, use the power of, power of the force. So, yeah, I reckon that, that'd be pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. You, I remember we had a question of the week um, a few weeks ago that, which I think it was which X-Men oh, you yeah. have in your team. Yeah. If we generalise it to which, you know, fictional character... You could put a Jedi in there and do some damage. Yeah, you could. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so, something a bit different. But um, anyway, enough of the enough of the skylarking, skylarking. And, and, uh, and joyousness. Uh, <laughs> let's get 
match of the week. Uh, no doubt, I had to go with uh, Man City one, Liverpool four. Yeah, I reckon. Why, why we will? <laughs> if going into this match, I wanted a nil nil draw oh, because yeah. that would do the least damage around anywhere. Yeah. Um, but I was certainly happy with the result. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, heading into this round, uh, I think City and Arsenal were equal top. Yeah. Um, equal points. So. You know, it's that tight at the moment. You can't afford to lose points. Yeah. And, yeah, bloody hell. Um, first time at the Etihad Stadium that City have conceded um, four goals. Yeah. So, just yep. huge performance from Liverpool. When Klopp says high-intensity football... High-octane. High-octane. That is what <laughs> I imagined. This, yeah. this match is what I imagined that would be. Yeah. Um, took them a few to get into it, but it's... They were just unstoppable. Yeah, it's, besides Aguero's goal in the first half, City did not get a single sniff at all. Yeah. And it, it's so strange because you usually see after the international breaks, teams are a bit sluggish. Yeah. Especially, like, big teams that travel to a different stadium because with the big teams, like, you'd almost say 75% of their squad would be playing across Europe or the world. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, they just, but I mean, Coutinho, and Firmino in general, um, Firmino yeah. started up front in place of Benteke, yeah. and he was unbelievable. Easily man of the match for me. Firmino, yeah. you reckon? Yeah, yeah he was, he, he showed in this game why he was valued so highly, but you also have to remember that's his first goal all season. Yeah. So it's no point doing it once every, what are we, round 13. Yeah. He, did, he needs to do it consistently. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really impressive game. So much speed. Just just Liverpool, they just, once they got the ball, they were just moving it straight away. And it wasn't like they were just bombing it in long. Yeah. Just getting the ball and bombing it. Like, they really worked the ball up. Yeah. Um, you could see that it was tactics paying off. Exactly, tactics, match. yeah. Like, pressing so high up the pitch and then just going counter-attacking. Yeah. And, yeah, Man City, no Vincent company this game. They looked so out of place in yeah, back forward. Yeah, they do, they? yeah. They, they looked slow, they looked sluggish, and, you know, they had Di Michaelis playing because uh, I think Otamendi was out and, um, who else was out? Yeah, Company was out. Yeah. So, they, yeah, they went with Mangala and Di Michaelis, and they just looked like they were on a completely yeah. different wavelength, didn't well, they? I've, I've never rated Mangala. Yeah. I've just always thought he's just an angry player. He, he doesn't do a lot for me. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's improved this season, but, um, yeah, he... That was just a massive step, oh. step back. And, and Demi Callis looks so slow. Yeah. Especially against a team like Liverpool where they're so fast up front. He just looked like he was behind all the time, just chasing all the time. Yeah. Um, so that that was um, just a massive, real, a real lesson for them. And um, yeah, Mangala, own goal at the start. A yeah. L- little bit unlucky. Yeah. Um, turning it into his own net past Joe Hart. But what I would say is Joe Hart, even though Man's, uh, Liverpool you know, scored four, yeah. Joe Hart was still their best player. Yeah, it could have been so much worse. It could, it could have been like six or seven at half-time. Yeah. Um, you know, but Joe Hart just had to really, you know, you, but you didn't really see him get stuck into his defenders too much. Yeah, he's not. I think that's where company comes in. Company usually does everyone. that. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't think he's really used to... Used to doing that. Yeah, I, I tell you what though, um, I loved um, the goal that involved um, was it Emre Emre Chan with the the back heel 
back into the box and it was Lallana and Coutinho and Firmino all getting involved. It was probably one of the the better team goals this season, wasn't it? In in City's defence, pardon the pun, (laughs) (laughs) no one could have seen that back heel coming. Who would, who would, that, that, Box was packed. Yeah, it who was. would back heel in a packed box? It, it was so <laughs> smart though because you see Emery Chan, he's getting the ball, he's running like out of the box, out mm. of like the Manchester City box, and he sees in his left hand side Firmino about to make the run diagonally across. Yeah. So I think initially he's trying to back heel it to them, to him. Yeah. But he, you know, then there's I can't remember who the other player was. It might have been Lana coming in as well, but on the other side. Yeah. And it was a fantastic goal. Well, sealing the 4-1 win, yep. Martin Skirtle with a powerhouse of a shot. Absolute thunderfuck of a goal. <laughs> you, know, you know how you can tell that it was going that fast and that hard? When the bottom pole holding the net was <laughs> yeah. up, is what you were about to say. Well, the smoke coming off the back of the net. <laughs> but it was that hard and fast that it was actually curling into Joe Hart and yeah. still missed it. Yeah, it was... Because he, he wins the initial header, but mm. it sort of, like, just bounces down in front of him. Yeah. And he, he hits it so sweetly in the right spot. Yeah. Uh, it's probably one of those shots you try, like, ten times. Yeah. And ten, ten out of ten times, you sky it over the bar or you shank it. Yeah. But he connected with it perfectly. And, you know, it's a goal that any striker in the world would be absolutely proud of. Yeah. So, just absolutely amazing. Uh, we see Skirtle, like, the last few years has really scored a lot of goals for Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, but never like that. And they're usually with his head. Yeah. So that, that was absolutely amazing. But um, I was really impressed with um, Coutinho. I think Coutinho this season has taken his game to the next level. I remember last season when we were doing the podcast, I was sort of questioning Coutinho's worth and yeah. value. Um, I know a lot of Liverpool fans rate him really highly but you know sometimes Liverpool fans can drink their own Kool-Aid a, yeah, little, yeah. a little bit but um, yeah he has really just he, he stepped up his game yeah he's playing like a world-class midfielder and um, yeah just really showed it in this game yeah the city couldn't handle him they couldn't handle his pace he's yeah. got that much confidence because he's scoring that many goals at the moment too yeah um, he's probably almost clo- like as close Tamares for um, like sort of player of the season at the moment, I reckon. Yeah. Coutinho would be running pretty close second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you got to put it all down to Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. He's he's only been there six weeks. Yeah. And you can see the the amount of confidence and the change he has brought in. Yeah. Um, fast players, plays and you know massive confidence. And it, it, maybe it's all down to Jurgen's hugs. <laughs> Have you noticed he hugs everyone? No. <laughs> Uh, just Google Jurgen Klopp hugging Liverpool players, and there's just <laughs> photos of him just embracing every single player. Okay, you know when they come off, uh, like you know when they get substituted, he, he yeah. doesn't shake their hand. He like he he kind embraces of, yeah. them. He he almost is like a fan on the sidelines. Yeah, like he he rides every kick. He you know he headers every header. He's he's so emotionally invested. Yeah, he's not just there sort of telling players what to do. He's he's really yeah in there and. We saw that for so many years at Dortmund. That that's how we managed the Dortmund. Yeah. But he'd been there so long, maybe it was just starting to get a bit stretched. Yeah. He needed the break. Dortmund needed the break. Uh, but yeah, new environment, new team. Yeah. And it just seems to be working wonders for Liverpool. Yeah. Well, the effect is showing because Klopp has now won more games against the big four teams. Wow. Than Rogers did. 
um, in all of his time at Liverpool. Which, which makes you think, though, because, you know, when Liverpool almost won the league a couple of seasons ago... Yeah. Yeah, it makes you, it makes you think, geez, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's really but strange. If you look at a couple of seasons ago, the players that they had and don't have now... True. There's your difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Klopp is kind of showing that he knows how to use the players he's yeah, got yeah. rather than relying on big players knowing what to do. Yeah, exactly. Like He's not afraid to make changes and he's obviously been there enough now. He knows the players that he needs to use for the style he wants to play. Yeah. So we're seeing, yeah, like young players like um, Jordan Ibe playing um, just real fast players. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Firmino playing... Are probably a bit more than expected at the moment. Yeah. And getting most of his minutes under Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Um, a little bit more beneficial because um, the injuries to Sturridge and Benteke and Ings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Firmino is really coming into his... And that might also have to do with, you know, he played in German football for a few years. Yeah. So Jurgen would obviously know... A, a, I wouldn't say a lot about him, but he would know enough about him. Yeah. Having come up against him a few times. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just having a... a Massive impact at the moment. Yeah. Um, if they can add some consistency, Liverpool are really going to shake up top four. Yeah. Because it's that tight. Like top, top six is that tight. Yeah. Like, anyone could win it. Yeah. I mean, Christ's sake, we got Leicester at the top of the table <laughs> at the moment. Deserving too. Abs- absolutely <laughs> deserving. But um, we'll, we will touch on that a bit more. We, let's move into the my favourite part of the week. The Cleverly Award. The Cleverly Award. Did, did you see anything? I did, this that, week. Oh, excellent. Sh- share with us. What's, what's your, your Cleverly Award nomination for <laughs> Match Week 13? Um, a few weeks back, you know how I said, um, if there's one thing I would change, um, or one rule I would implement is good haircuts? Yes. <laughs> my, ridiculous, my uh, Cleverly Award this week goes to uh, Memphis Depay. Memphis Depay. <laughs> Terrible chance. Oh, yes. They're like, he's got... It's like he's doing an ad for a Western yeah. commercial or something. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't connect to his hair, which is the yeah. weirdest thing it's, about He's it. got like this separator. Yeah. Like sort of de- like where the sideburns <laughs> usually usually finish, I yeah. would say. And then it just goes into like these massive chops. But they're not bushy. No. It's like, it's just like... St- Stubble? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit bemused by it as well. I thought it was pretty cool. It just looks so strange. It so. looks like a, like a cartoon character. Yeah. Um, there's, oh, what, was I, what was I thinking? There's um, an old, um, the band Foo Fighters, one of their very early video clips. Uh, they dress up and one of the guys has like massive sideburns. <laughs> and I was, while I was watching this game, I was trying to find like a screenshot of one of these characters yeah. from the video clip <laughs> to sort of put side by side with Depe, but I couldn't find it in the end, so I gave up. But yeah, yeah amazing those sideburns, isn't yeah. it? I wonder if he's an Elvis fan. <laughs> Maybe he is. <laughs> may, may, do you reckon he just gets around in like, you know, the massive glasses like Elvis? And... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Maybe that's how no one notices him walking around the street. Exactly. Well, <laughs> well while ago, one of the Dutch national team coaches said he looks like a Peruvian pan flute player, so maybe he's just trying to change his style at the moment. Yeah, well, it's uh, working for him. It is. Um, but yeah, uh, with the Cleverly Award, my nominee comes from the same game as well. Oh. And I, I'm potting the, the Watford team for um, their throw-ins. <laughs> yeah. We saw, um, I can't remember which player it was, um, one of them was called back for a foul throw. 
Which you really see. Yeah. I mean, you see foul throws all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. And you go, why wasn't that called back? We actually saw one called back yeah. in the game, which uh, made me made me think. But then there was another one where the player threw it right into yeah. uh, Daly Blitz's face. Right, it gave him a blood nose. Yeah. I can just imagine how much that would hurt. Yeah. Especially the winter cold weather now. Yeah. That would have stung something shocking. I mean, to give him a blood nose, it, mm. yeah, it must have had a bit, a bit of sting to it. So um, It reminded me of um, this YouTube video I've seen. You've probably seen it yourself where um, it's a random Sunday afternoon game. And some guy decides to do a flip when he does the throw-in. And the guy on the thrower just watches this guy do a flip. He lands... He goes over, lands on the ball and flips over oh, yeah. to throw it. And it's got so much power on it and just goes bang oh, straight the into the guy's him. face. Yeah. Like, jeez, why would you do that? <laughs> I, I can't remember if... I remember watching um, a Berwick City game. I, I'm not sure if you were playing that day or it might have been... Um, our friend Nelson, and they played, and the, one of the opposition players did that exact technique for yeah. his throws. It was, I've never seen it before. Yeah, in I my think life. I was playing. Yeah, it was like yeah, did like the full on somersault, and and you know got quite a bit of distance, distance with the it. throne. Yeah, um, so it was almost like a Rory Delap style <laughs> throw, but with sort of a bit more somersaults. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely amazing, isn't it? <laughs> to actually see it in real life. Well, some of the. Some of the players can throw further than we can kick. Oh, you know, each each team has, you know, their... I mean, Rory Delap made a career at Stoke for his long balls. Yeah. Like he was, you know... It's Talking called, about throw-ins, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, it, when you do that, it's called a Rory Delap. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, Stoke City famous for their long ball football, just throwing it in long to Peter Crouch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Branislav Ivanovic, I know, for Chelsea, he's their throwing specialist. Every club has sort of like their one-two guy that they get to do their throw-ins. Yeah. Well, that was the Cleverly Award for this week. That was the Cleverly Award this week. Brought to you by <laughs> kind folks at Digital Printworks. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, back to um, the other staple of the side netting podcast, it's fantasy football. Become my favourite because I'm kind of doing all right. You now. are doing all right now. You, you, you move in people. You're moving on up. Um, how'd you go this week? I did pretty good. Yeah, did pretty good. Another, this I've had three weeks of above seventy points. Fantastic. And this week was sixty-eight points. That's pretty good because I think the average score this week was around the fifties. Yeah. I know because I did horrible and I got nowhere near the fifties. So yeah. I think you've left me for dead at the moment. <laughs> I the do have ladder. a question though regarding fantasy. Okay. I I swapped out a player yep. because. Um, they were just injured and yep. I wanted to make another substitution. So I minus the four, I, I copped the four points. Oh, you took the extra trade. Yep. yep. So does that come off my 68 or do I get the 68 points and then it kind of... No, no, the 68 would, um, that would already take into account the... the four points. Yeah, the minus oh, okay. four. So cool. if you didn't do that and you got the same amount of points, you would have got 72. Yep. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's what that does, so... Yeah, you've got to be a bit aware not to make too many trades. Yeah, yeah. You, you but it's only because I had a couple of... Um, injuries and suspensions. Yeah, yeah so... Well, that's why you sort of need like a half-decent bench. Yeah. So that if you do have one of those occasions, you get, you know, you don't have to burn an extra trade. Yeah. I know Rush, who's still sitting in second place. Yeah. She, if, if 
the substitutions carried over past two, yep. she would have about ten substitutions. She could probably swap most of her team. Oh, really? Yeah, so she doesn't make subs. I don't know how she's winning, so... Yeah. Ridiculous. But where am I? She's on 669 points. I'm on 644 points. I was at one point considering changing my name from I'm a beat you rush to maybe I won't beat you rush. <laughs> so maybe I'll keep it as it is right now. Still early day. Remember, it's, it's a marathon. You're sort of just coming around the first big turn at the moment. Yeah. So. Well, because I've got to rely on my own stuff now because I've used everything. <laughs> exactly. Until the, um, the new wild card, but I don't think I'm going to use it. But that's me for this week. How did you do? <laughs> yeah, not well. Um, I had two two trades to burn. Yep. Um, I kept one up my sleeve from the week before. So, um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I took out... Yeah, there you go. Thanks for bringing up my team. I, I took out... Um, I bought in Sarko from West Ham the week before, but didn't without realising he's actually injured. Yeah. So that was a waste of a trade. <laughs> so then last week, I didn't make a trade at all. And then this week, um, took out Hazard, finally. Yeah. Which explains why he played so well this week, <laughs> yeah. of course. Um, and I took out Sarko. And yeah, so a lot of money I had left over. And I bought in William yep. for Hazard. Because Chelsea's fixtures the next few weeks aren't too bad. Yeah. And I, I know, maybe it's silly thinking, but I, always, I keep thinking that... Things are just going to get better. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, William's been their best player. So, yeah, he came in and I bought in Oliver Giroud. Yep. Um, just seems to be... He plays really good football at the moment mm. and seems to be scoring quite a lot of goals. Him and Harry Kane have just come back yeah. with vengeance. Har- Harry Kane with an absolute vengeance at the moment. So, uh, But originally, when I was playing around with my two trades, I originally bought in... Lukaku and Ross Barkley. Yep. Oh, he had a cracker of a game. Both of those yeah. players <laughs> hit, hit double digits, so I was, I was sort of kicking myself a, a little bit. But yeah. um, oh well, you sometimes you got to just go with your your instincts rather than overthink it. So yeah, um, that that served me right. But um, yeah, well, I was gonna say I actually brought in Lukaku a few weeks ago. Oh, so good he's decision. been doing all right. Um, and I had uh, are you. Oh, yep, on Joe Ayu. Yeah, nice cheeky back heel guy. <laughs> well, Ayu's a good choice because he's been playing as a striker all season, but in the game he's listed as a midfielder. Yeah. So that that probably works out a, a bit better. And yes, Swansea, even though they're struggling for goals, any goals they do score seem to come through him. Yeah. He's either scoring them or assisting. So, And I think this week, yeah, he scored and assisted. So um, good result there for yeah. fantasy managers who... Stay true with Ayu, but... Um, <laughs> but still sitting on top. Still sitting on top. Benjamin. Benjamin uh, with Melbourne Victory FC. Uh, sitting pretty on 679 points, but his lead is dwindling. He is. Well, uh, Rush is 10 points behind Yeah, now, so. she has just been coming along like a steam train the last few weeks. So, uh, getting interesting. So, like, like in real life in the Premier League, the... <laughs> you know, we thought Man City was just going to run away with this league, but now it's, it's all starting to get really tight now. So it's uh, going to be very interesting, especially we're coming up to the real interesting part of the season with Christmas and yep. New Year's, and we're, we almost play like, you know, four rounds of games in the space of two weeks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is probably the time that we're going to see a lot of movement fantasy-wise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, I mentioned Ross Barkley before. He was Match Week 13's Player of the Week. Yep. No surprise. Yep. Um, yeah, 19 points from the midfielder. 
Um, he didn't play 90 minutes, but that didn't stop him from getting two points because he played over 60 minutes. He played 73. Um, yeah, two goals from the midfielder, so there was 10 points. He also had an assist for Lukaku's goal. Um, got the clean because Everton didn't concede. Also, the extra point for the clean sheet and being man in the match. Yep. Bonus points, three points. So, uh, yeah, massive outlay from Ross Barkley there, who um, the last few weeks, Barkley has just... He's adding a lot of goals and assists to his game. Yeah. And and Everton seem to be having quite a few good wins at the moment as well. I mean, they've been a bit fortunate with the fixtures, that they've come up against some real weak teams. Yeah. Um, now, but yeah, him and Lukaku. Yeah. And, and Kone as well. I mean, we've seen Kone a few weeks ago was, you know, player of the round. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe maybe I need to look at some Everton players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as you know, I used my triple captain on Wayne Rooney. Week one. Week one without realising that For was a massive terrible. result of, what was it, six points? Six points, I think. Yeah. 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 But there's someone worse than me. Yeah. <laughs> there was, um, I noticed this week that the um, Premier League, Fantasy Premier League, was doing a tweet of their stats today, just before I came in, and uh, they said that 94 managers went with Ross Barkley as their triple captain. Yeah. So, good on them. For that, 19 points, so massive outlay. That, that's really good. I think yeah. if you're going to get a triple captain, you sort of want at least 15 points yeah. from that player to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Um, yeah some, one person in, like, I think there's over 3 million people that play fantasy football, <laughs> decided to make Mangala their triple captain. <laughs> like, and it's not like they were playing... Maybe if they were at home playing, I don't know, Newcastle yeah. or Bournemouth or, you know, someone really... But they were playing Liverpool. So I don't know what made this person think, oh, yeah, Man City's going to easily keep a clean sheet against yeah. Liverpool. And why would like, why would you be... Out of all the Man City defenders, right? Yeah. Why do you go Mangala? <laughs> like, I have no idea. It's, he's, he's not first choice. Yeah. So it's really strange. So yeah. firstly, he's lucky he played. <laughs> yeah, firstly, he's lucky he played. And secondly, he's wishing he didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, this was officially the worst triple captain score. Actually, it's probably the worst individual player score yeah. in the history of um, fantasy football because now we've got the triple captain. So this guy got minus six points. So how does that work then? Well, so triple captain does that mean Mangala would have got like he would have got minus, minus eighteen two. or something? Or no, no, Mangala got minus two. So because so triple's that's triple, the minus. Yeah, triple's oh, okay. the minus. Interesting. Yeah, I've seen it before. Like I, I remember once I captained, I made someone captain, and they got like red carded and missed a penalty or something in the one game. So they got like minus one points. Yeah. And then because I had that person captain, it was then doubled to minus two. Yeah. So talk about absolute unlucky. Because he scored the own goal and City didn't keep a clean sheet. Yeah. He got the minus two. Which I think there were three own goals this week. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was the week week of the own goals. <laughs> week uh, of the own goals. Week of the four four goals in a game. Yeah. It was, uh, it's a good week. Yeah. But um, anyway, let, let's have a... Uh, breeze through the, the the rest of the fixtures now. The the early fixture Saturday night, Dave. You would have been quite happy. I say early in Australia. Early in Australia for yeah. us is eleven forty five p.m. Unless on a Saturday night. Perth. Unless you live in Perth, yeah. Lucky bastards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Man United with the two one win away to Watford. 
A win is a win. A win is a win. We should have had more goals, but... You can't complain. You had two. That's almost... That's that's two more than you've probably had the last two months. But it's, it's been weeks of shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we we should have had more goals. Um, it was good to see Depe back. I think the, the term to describe this game is grinding. 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 Well, we dominated, yes. I, I would say. Um, we were unlucky as well. Um, yep. Lingard, last... Lingard missing a great chance. Oh, yeah, he's, he's really coming good. Yep. I've always liked Lingard from the preseason Moyes. Yep. Um, he showed some, Australia. Yeah, he yep. showed some real potential, um, but for some reason didn't get played. Mm. Um, but I'm glad to see he's still there and he's now you know back in the first team and doing well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you touch on um, Depay. Yes. Starting because uh, Rooney and Martial both injured during international break. Yeah, Martial coming off, coming out of his match on crutches. Yep. Uh, Wayne Rooney's sick. But yeah, good to see him come back and score. Yep. Um, he, he hadn't featured for a few... He yeah, hadn't started I for... Don't, I don't know why. It's not like he was... I don't know. It's not like he was doing bad or anything. It's yeah. not like other players are better than him. I think Van Gaal has a certain way of how he wants to play. Yeah. And maybe he wasn't following his instructions. Actually, now you say that, um, Depe is probably the only player out of United that doesn't seem to follow his possession game, yeah. quote unquote. Um, and that's what I like about him. <laughs> we need someone that's just going to attack. Yeah. You know, see an opportunity to attack and not just go, oh, I better... You know, ship the ball backwards. Yeah, hold the ball, bring everyone back in. So, um, but that cross from Herrera to Depe was just pinpoint accuracy. It was fantastic, wasn't it? It was. Um, Yeah, just a shame that uh, we had to concede a penalty. Yeah, um, I mean, I it was it was a strange penalty because I think Rojo doesn't need to like make the tackle because De- uh, it was Ngalo that, that he tackled in the box. Yeah. But Ngalo wasn't in a real good position to score. He yeah. wasn't going anywhere because he had his back to goal. Yeah. And he was already going down. Yeah. I, yes, yeah. I reckon from the slow-mo replay, he was going down. Then I reckon maybe um, Rojo kind of grabbed him because he was going down with him. And that's what made him look like it was a penalty. Yeah. I um, mean, he does, he does put his foot out and take him out from the side. But yeah, I th- he doesn't need to do that. Yeah, I think, though, he was kind of already on the way. They were both already down. on the yeah. way down, yeah. Had he not done that, it, yeah. it probably would have been a Rojo free kick. I mean, you know, the ref got to see it as it happened. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's kind of, you can see why he called it as a penalty. Yeah, yeah, it was just a bit unfortunate. But, um, yeah, uh, I think Rojo was almost the happiest man at the end of the game because after Dini scored the, the um, penalty kick... Yeah. Uh, Dooney down the other end ends up uh, yep. rolling Schweinsteiger's. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon Schweinsteiger's shot? It was a shot, but I've had a look at it many times on replay. It's not going in. It's no. it, It's actually going to go just go past the, the back post. Yeah. Um, not that Schweinsteiger knew anything about that at the time. He was celebrating oh, yeah. like he just yeah. won the World Cup. So. Um, First goal yep. for United. Which... Kind of doesn't count because <laughs> so it went down as um, Dini. So, so technically, still hasn't scored. Yeah, <laughs> but I, to me, I think that he tried to cut it back, but because of the the momentum that he had, it kind yeah. of he could only cut it back so much, and that was sort of gravitating towards the goal. Okay, so um, you think he's coming back? I think he's trying. I to think cut he's it back. shooting a goal. Yeah. Anyway, civil war. 
Either, <laughs> either way, it ends up in the net. So yeah, yeah. So he, he that happy. was a nail-biting finish, but I'm so glad we got three points. But yeah, poor Dini, two yeah. goals in four minutes. That sucks. Yeah, does does sucks for you. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, you told me something about this game the other night. You wanted to apologise to me. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> but you mentioned that, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Kike Sanchez Flores. <laughs> A.K.A. House. Yes. He damn looks like House. Yeah. Like, some of the angles, I'm like, Gee, is that Hugh Laurie? <laughs> I, think, I think now that it's getting colder, he's he's growing, like, a beard. And it's he's got, like, the real silver fox to it. Like, yeah. It's really silverish. All he needs is the cane. Yeah. I'm convinced if he comes out with a cane, he's gonna he's just taking the piss. I reckon if Jean Claude Van Damme visits, he'll come out with a cane. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get into a bit of role play. Yeah, but yeah, you are definitely not wrong. Yeah, uh, <laughs> talking about not wrong, Jose. Jose, Jose was right. Trusting Jose. Um, yeah, one 0 win to Chelsea. Uh, nothing super special, but what I would say it was it was easily Chelsea's best performance of the season. Yeah. Um, Hazard playing like he was player of the year. Yeah. We have not seen from that from him all season. Taking on defenders, running at players, bringing players into play, um, putting a lot of good balls into good areas. But yeah. um, just seeing Costa just seems to be a little off yeah. this season. He, uh, yeah, there was one or two times where the ball sort of came across the six-yard box and Costa wasn't there. Last season... Costa was eating those. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was tapping those in, so um, still a lot of work to do. Yeah, because uh, from what I could see, Norwich, they would pack the box as well. Yeah. And Costa, to me, even though he can do those runs if he needs to, mm-hmm. um, he's a big loiterer. Yeah. He kind of just loiters around that 18-yard line yeah. and, and waits for the ball, but um, as much work as Hazard was doing... He needed those runs to be made to give to someone. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, Costa wasn't kind of <laughs> letting him do that. But um, still, yeah, great performance from uh, yeah. Chelsea. And, um, yeah, I thought, uh, well, like I said, a lot of players had their best game of the season. Um, I thought Fabregas and Matic both played like they did last season, especially Fabregas. He was setting up like a, a lot of really good passes, um, yeah. getting a lot of players involved, which is what he was doing last season. Yeah. Um, and speaking of packing the box, yeah. Matic was so close to scoring. Oh. But literally, they just let him walk past. Three yeah. defenders just let him walk past, looked at him. And I'm surprised he missed, but that was dangerous. Um, <laughs> I've, I've seen Matic a few, since he's come back to Chelsea. He's done that. A few times yeah. in games where he's he, he's actually really good at dribbling. Yeah. And it's weird because he's so tall. He's like six foot something. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite weird seeing someone so tall and gangly just sort of do something like that. Yeah. Um, as they say, good feet for a big man. But um, he's very good on the ball. And yeah, yeah. Nearly, nearly scored a really good goal and, and probably deserved one. But um, yeah, Costa did actually score a goal. Yeah. Um, can't actually forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, interesting um, comments after the game from um, one of the Norwich defenders, Sebastian Bassong. He claimed that he was nervous leading up to the game because he, you know, you hear all the stories of Costa. So he went into this game expecting like a street fight that there was going to be <laughs> elbows. And he said Costa was actually a gentleman. Yeah. He said he was actually like Costa is act Diego Costa is actually a good guy. Yeah. And he, like he really enjoyed the afternoon playing on him. Yeah. So you know. 
it, Costa is almost like the... It, since Suarez has left, he's almost like the new pantomime villain <laughs> yeah. of the league. But as, as I, I've said a few times, I've got on record, Costa's the type of guy that will do something to you if you do something to him. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, he does play right on that line. Yeah. But I think if you just play football, he'll, he'll be fine. Yeah. Like, I, I've seen him a few times, like, going really hard to tackles against players. After that, he, like, picks them up, gives yeah. them a tap. But I think if... You go into that mindset of, I want to get him sent off. You're going to kick him behind play, do that. That's when he snaps. Yeah. That's when he uses all the dark arts and the voodoo dolls and yeah. the magic. <laughs> and you're silly to do that because he knows how to work it. Exactly. If someone's doing that to him, he knows what to do. Well, he, he, he probably almost goes out every game expecting that. So yeah. he probably works on it quite a lot. Yeah. Um, he's, he's one of those, he's a nice guy, but don't cross him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that was a bit of change. But, um, Unless you're a winger or a midfielder or something, you can cross it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, sticking with um, blue teams that won, Everton for Aston Villa nil. This game was over in the first half because it yeah. was 3-0 to Everton quite early. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned in the fantasy part of the show, yeah, Lukaku got a double, Barkley got a double. Um, Villa just looks so completely lost yeah. which is strange because they only just got in their new manager Remy Gard and the previous week which we didn't record um, Villa got a nil all result away at City yeah. which was probably massive for them but yeah it's so many like a lot of old problems that Villa had under um, Tim Sherwood we're just we're here like players not moving properly losing markers I thought Karen Richardson was absolutely awful yeah. At fullback. <laughs> yeah. Um, which he probably, in all honesty, he probably has been for the last five, six years. <laughs> um, he just seemed to lose his plays constantly. But um, the news didn't get much better for Villa because Jack Grealish, the young, the great white hope for Aston Villa, um, <laughs> was sort of, was pictured after that game on Saturday night, partying with his friends at a Manchester nightclub. Uh, although I say pictured, in this modern day of social media that him and his friends were taking the photos themselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean back in the day there used to be paparazzi they'd wait outside you know nightclubs or sort of sneak cameras in to get photos these days the players almost do yeah the stupid work themselves yeah uh, they only have themselves to blame and a lot of jack's friends were they call it hippie gas it's laughing gas oh, okay i don't know it's a thing the kids do these days where they inhale like their laughing gas off balloons yeah I don't know why. Maybe they want to talk like chipmunks. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, a lot of sort of drunken photos of Drac, um, Grealish, uh, or Grealish during the rounds. And it's not the first time this has happened. He, I mean, he's only 18 years old. Yeah. Um, during the off season, he was found drunk on the side of a road. <laughs> so it's, it, you know, a few, maybe a few people might have to take Jack under it, under his wing because there's no doubting his potential. He's yeah. a fantastic player. And for him, he needs to almost knuckle down because the Euros are coming around. And, he's, you know, if he puts a few games together, there's no reason why he can't be in Roy Hodgson's, um, well, I wouldn't say best 11, yeah. but there's no reason why he can't be in the squad that goes to France. Yeah. Well, he does seem to be looking at younger and younger players now. Exactly. So well, we saw um, Lingard from Man United yeah. was featured recently in the... the friendly internationals that, that were just happening yeah. because he's been putting some good performances together. It just sounds like someone needs to give Grealish a, a good backhand. <laughs> <laughs> good backhand. <laughs> uh, but just touching on Lukaku again, Yep. 
He's now scored 50 goals before the age of 23. Some illustrious company in that list. <laughs> it's going to be some kind of record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, joins uh, on that illustrious list was, um, yeah, Fowler, Owen, Rooney, and Cristiano Ronaldo. So, no mugs there. No. Um, so, pretty good signs for Lukaku. You almost forget, like, yeah, he's, he's not even 23 yet. But he's been in the league for quite a few years. Yeah, um, yeah, been with Everton a few years, um, been with West Brom a few years. Um, never really featured for Chelsea, unfortunately. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea put in like a buyback clause, like they did with Matic. Okay, that you know they get sort of first crack if they want to take him yeah. back. Um, because you look at what Lukaku's doing and you get, geez, I'd love to have a player like him. Oh, that's right, we did have a player <laughs> like him. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, well, when, when, because when he was in um, West Brom, yep. he became kind of a household name. Yeah. And that kind of weirdly ages you. Yeah. Like when you become a household name, you just, you've been around now. Yeah. So yeah, you do forget how old they are. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, we need to get to the feel good story of the season. <laughs> um, sitting top of the table, this, <laughs> do not adjust your headsets. You are hearing this correctly. Uh, Leicester City, top of the Premier League. If, if someone had told you at the start of the season that come round 13, Leicester City would be sitting top of the table, you would smack them across the face yep. and say, Sir, you are lying. I would grab a glove, slap your face and say, Sir, I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's no lies. Yeah. Um, Vardy equaling Rude Van Nistelrooy's 10 consecutive game scoring record this week. Yep. Fantastic. And almost surpassing it too. Yeah. Um, so that's absolutely amazing. I think um, I've heard contrasting um, facts that, you know, English football-wise, I mean, pre- EPL football-wise, like Premier League's only 20 years plus years old. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that record is 10 games. Yep. So he's equaled that now. Yep. So if he scores again in the next round, yep. he is the new... New leader. Yeah. All that leader. How many Jamie Vardy captains there are you going to see next week? Hoping that he's going to score to get that record. Well, <laughs> interesting that he comes up against Rude Van Nistelrooy's former side. Man United in the next round. So, a little bit more incentive for the United team to maybe stop Vardy from scoring and surpassing their former champion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Vardy scoring in his 10th consecutive game. Amazing. And then... In the game, what we, one of the forgotten men of Leicester this season, Uljoa. Yes. Scoring. Yeah. It's almost like, oh yeah, everyone forgot that Uljoa was still there. <laughs> and their other striker, um, Okazaki, scoring as well. So, yeah. great day for Leicester City strikers. And uh, yeah, Newcastle booed off the pitch yeah. by their own fans. You sort of think, how much longer does Steve McLaren have? Yeah. Um, hearing rumours that they might be after Clarence Seedorf, the, the you know the the famous Dutch midfielder who used to be at just about every single big club in the early two thousands. Yeah, uh, he may come in to coach at Newcastle, but yeah, it just Newcastle have such a good team on paper. I know I say this every week, but it comes to game time and they just completely lose the plot unless they play Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, just yeah. Leicester, Ranieri, what a job he's doing there. Yeah. And nothing sort of contradicts this more than 12 months ago, 
Um, if you have a look at the Premier League table, 12 months ago to the very day, Chelsea were top by about eight points. Yeah. And bottom of the table, destined for relegation, was <laughs> Leicester City. So it's it's almost like the table has completely flipped on. I mean, Chelsea aren't going that bad. Yeah. But Leicester City top of the table, and I think they're clear by one or two points now. So yeah. capitalising because, yeah, City lost, Arsenal lost, um, and yeah, Gangbusters. Yep, leapfrogs. Can well, they? Can they do it? I've almost got a, a question of the week regarding Ooh. Leicester. Yep. Okay, so they have a clean sheet. Yep. And they get a Jamie Vardy pizza party. Yep, Jamie Vardy pizza. What's party. the next step now? Oh, what does Ranieri do? Maybe he takes them out for ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> if he if he promised them pizza for a clean sheet. Yep. Maybe he just takes them out for. Or gelati. Are we talking Maccas or are we talking Cold Rock? I think he buys um, an ice cream shop. <laughs> and he says to them, just go nuts. Yep. Just take a tub if you want. <laughs> take a big wooden spoon. Go bananas. Yeah. It, could you... I mean, we, we sort of talk... Even just mentioning the thought of, yeah, Leicester winning the league. Yeah. It seems so far-fetched. Yep. But here we are, we're week 13, yep. and they're sitting top. And, you know, with that, we're, we're almost seeing the... Pro- this is in, you know, the Premier League era. This is probably the, the most wide-open season we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, earlier on in the season, it looked like City was just going to run away with it. Yeah. But they've almost, you know, a drop-in form for them and other teams sort of clawing them back Yeah. Um, have bought them. You know, Man United, for, you know, all the... Cr- criticism they've had this season they're right up there yeah um arsenal arsenal do what arsenal do best when they really have a sniff yeah then they just crap the bed and they get so many injuries yeah um none more so than this week that's how um wenger's keeping his job (laughs) yes we're doing well oh crap yeah yes we're doing well again um and then yeah we have spurs who you know haven't lost since week one yeah you know, they're, they're, I think they're sitting fifth at the moment, but they're only four points off Leicester. Yeah. It's so tight. And, I mean, Liverpool under Klopp, they're doing really good. But Liverpool is still, I think they're sitting like eighth or ninth. Yeah. So if they can sort of get on a real big run. Yeah. And, I mean, all right, top four, you know, honestly speaking, let's say Chelsea don't make top four. It's going to be extremely hard for them to make top four. Yeah. Um, who fills that void? Is it Spurs? Is it Liverpool? Is it even Leicester? Yeah. I would actually like to see Leicester in the top four. Yeah? That'd be good. That would be feel good. I think that would be a league winning, a, a league winning um, excitement yeah. just to be in the top four. Yeah. Um, and the same goes with Tottenham. If they finish in the top four, I reckon they would be just as excited as winning the league. Well, I honestly think, I mean, if Tottenham are ever going to win the league... It's gonna. It it has to be this season. Um, they've got. I mean, their their squad is a ma- very massive, but they seem to have a bit of depth. Yeah. With like, I mean, not just their eleven, but what they have on their bench. They've actually got a really good squad, and Pochettino has them playing really good football. Yeah. They really tightened up at the back. They've worked really hard on their defensive side of their game. Yeah. And they. They're scoring goals for fun at the moment too. Yeah. Harry Kane has rediscovered that form that he had last season. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they've added Sun. Sun's come back in and he just seems to bring everyone into the play. Yeah. Deli Ali has, you know, he's their Harry Kane for this season. He's yeah. come from the, 
the youth reserves team and made a massive impact. Yeah. Um, so you sort of think, well, Spurs could actually do it this season. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> or do you think United? I think, oh, well, I hope United. Well, I know United. Oh, you know United. I know. Um, well, well, just back to Leicester. Yep. Here is a tough question for you. Okay. Jamie Vardy. Yep. Will he be there at the end of the season or by the time the season ends? You know what? I, you can almost see another team coming in for him yep. during the January transfer. But you sort of wonder if, let's say we get to Christmas and Leicester is still right up there. He knows, well, if I stay at Leicester, I've got a team that's playing, you know, almost for me. Yeah. Um, I've got a team around me. I know I'm going to play 90 minutes. Um, you just sort of keep that momentum going. Yeah. And then at the end of the season, oh, maybe then I make make the step up. Yeah. Um, and also, with the Euros coming up, he thinks, well, I'm already in the England setup now at Leicester. If he then moves to a big club and he's sitting on the bench for half a game... Yeah. Or, you know, coming off the bench most games. He's going to do his chances a bit hard. Yeah. So I think he ends up staying for the rest of this season. Yeah. After that, who knows? Yeah. But we saw we saw last season with QPR, Charlie Austin had a fantastic season scoring goals. Yeah. And yet no one really came to buy him at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so, mm, hard to say. I reckon, yeah, he'll. I reckon he'll stay. I reckon he stays this season. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. um, there'd be if he continues the way he's going now till the Christmas break. Yeah. Um, he'll have good options. Yep. To to go to another club, but if he sees out the season, he's going to have so much more options. Exactly. Possibly different leagues. Yeah. Um. So he's. I mean, obviously, I re- I think he's thinking, I'm here. I'm. In Leicester now, yeah. let's think about Leicester. So, yeah. um, and, and the other thing is, if he does end up going to the Euros and yeah. um, you know starting, that just puts him even more in the shop window as well. Yeah. So if, yeah, he I think he is better off staying at Leicester. Yeah. But yeah, football is such a weird game. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And say he does leave, whether it's you know in the next um, what's it called? Transfer window. Transfer window. Yeah. Um, what happens to Leicester? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they've still got Mares, they've got um, Ujoa, yeah. but Ujoa, you know, he hasn't yeah. been a star pupil like uh, Vardy has. And, and who knows, maybe Leicester might say to him, look, stick it out with us for the rest of the season, yeah. and then we'll give you the transfer that you want, yeah. and the transfer that you deserve. Yeah. Because um, what Vardy's done for Leicester oh, brings in the money for Leicester. Exactly. So, especially if they make top four... More money is coming in. So, yeah. You know, sponsorship deals, everything. So. Mm. But um, anyway, that, that's just sort of breeze through the, the rest of the fixtures. Yeah, and the Battle of the Candy Stripes, uh, <laughs> Stoke won away at Southampton. That was a bit of a shock. Didn't really see it that was, coming. It was a shock. Now onto Swansea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, we, we touched enough on that Southampton Stoke game. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like, I can see your notes. Battle of the Candy Stripes. Bojan Kukic goal. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's about as um, far as the highlights went. <laughs> um, yeah, Swansea hosted Bournemouth, and surprisingly, St- Swansea had to fight back from two goals down to, yep. to get a result. Um, word is a bit of pressure on Gary Monk at the moment. 
Which is strange because they started the season so well, but yeah. since that first three, four rounds, they've really just dropped off. Well, they went down from that international break. Yeah. That first international that break. First international yeah, break that and, kind of messed them up. Yeah, and uh, talking about um, slipping up, <laughs> um, Arsenal blowing a one-goal lead away at West Brom and losing 2-1. Yes. If there is ever a defining performance that sort of just encapsulates... <laughs> Arsenal as well. <laughs> yeah. It's it's this like going away against a real team they should win easily. Yeah. And not only losing but sort of doing it in amazing fashion. Yeah. Here we go. Well, uh, you've got Kazola. Yep. That uh, took the penalty, mm-hmm. which I don't think was a penalty to begin with. Yeah. Um, but he couldn't Did convert. It no, and I'm. Um, Thinking, how the hell did he miss that? But then, slow mo, really, oh. like, he can see that he slipped and he's like, kicked the ball into his own shoe. Um, he, in it, he actually technically gave away a free kick because he kicked it twice. Yeah, which was absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, did it. that. That was just yeah, amazing. And uh, unfortunately though for Arsenal, um, Cochrane, as if Arsenal don't have enough injuries. Yeah, Cochrane goes out injured in this game. Probably not going to feature again until, you know, probably February Yeah, next year now. So, um, yeah, getting a bit thin there for Arsenal. They'll be hoping Ramsey comes back very quickly. But anyway, yeah, we, we sort of just, mentioned, while we are talking about Leicester and, and, you know, all the teams in that area, we talked about Spurs. Um, Spurs had a really good win, 4-1 win against um, West Ham. But um, Spurs keep doing this annoying thing of letting in, like, a late consolation goal. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you have like Spurs defenders in your fantasy side, it just really <laughs> seems to grow in my gears. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Harry Kane with the with the double, um, yeah, um, Hungman's son was back in the side for Lamella. Yeah, and yeah, Kyle Walker scored a goal right yeah. ahead, and then he gave up the ball for um, I think it was Lanzini, the West Ham player. But how good was that Lanzini goal? As far as consolation goals go, it was an absolute ripper. Gets wins, gets the ball. Does a bit of a step over and a shimmy and just slams it into the back of the net. And you could see he wanted to celebrate it because it's such a good goal. Yeah. But it was like, oh yeah, we're losing 4-1. Yeah. And <laughs> the whistle's about to go. <laughs> um, and then rounding off um, the round was Crystal Palace Sunderland. I missed this match. Yeah, every, I think everyone in Australia did because <laughs> it was um, Tuesday morning. Yeah. Um, Jermaine Defoe like, capitalising on absolutely horrendous defending between Dan and um, Hennessy, the... The um, drink. <laughs> um, the Crystal Palace goalkeeper. They both sort of expected each other to clear the ball. Yeah. And while they were sort of having their discussion about it, Defoe just grabbed the ball, rounded the keeper and put it in the net. But um, uh, Sunderland would be sweating because Defoe came off injured and was limping at the end of that game. So yeah. they can't really afford to have Jermaine Defoe out. <laughs> Well, that's all the games this week. So we'll have a look at the fixtures for this coming weekend. And there's no early game. No, no or, early game. So no all, early-ish game. Um, I know our fixtures here say 1am, but it's actually 2am. Uh, yeah, Aston Villa-Watford at the same time as Sunderland and Stoke. Another battle of the Candy Stripes. <laughs> um, candy Stripe Derby. Um, Man City hosting Southampton. And then we also have Bournemouth versus Everton. And rounding off that time is Crystal Palace hosting Newcastle. 
So Crystal Palace Newcastle will be interesting because it's Alan Pardew. We would really want to stick it to his former employees and travelling fans, I bet. So, <laughs> and I think he will too. <laughs> yeah. And they'll be looking to bounce back after a disappointing loss to Sunderland at home. So, uh, yeah, a few interesting games there. I think um, everton Bournemouth could be a bit of a score fest. Yeah. Um, on paper, Man City-Southampton looks like a real interesting game. Yeah. But uh, depends which Manchester City and which Southampton team Show comes up, out, I yeah. suppose, yeah. Um, well, I know that company is still out, so yep. he won't be back. Um, City will be looking to prove something, but... Yeah. Also interesting to see City play in um, tomorrow morning in the Champions League, so yep. interesting to see how they go. But um, the top of the table clash... Leicester City, Leicester City versus Man United, and a ga- a ground that has a few nightmares for Van Hal because <laughs> last season it's just seemed to be where it all went yep. really w- wrong, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, Leicester won that game five three last season. It was, it was probably match of the year. Yeah, in all honesty, it was absolutely amazing. Um, I think Vardy scored. Vardy scored. Yeah, um, Cambiasso scored. Oh, that's in right. His first game. <laughs> Uh, it was such a topsy-turvy game. I think even Falco scored for yeah. United that day. So well, that's that's how weird it was. Surprisingly, out of this match, I'd actually like to see um, Vardy score. Ah. Not just because I've got him in my fantasy, but it'd be good to for him to get that recognition and hold a record. I yeah. think it'd be nice. Yeah. Um, being interesting. I, I'm sure you want him to score, but United still win 2-1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, that's going to be um, a really cracking game. but um, And then, early, oh, I say early, 11pm on Sunday night, London Derby, Spurs-Chelsea. And unfortunately, because of our indoor soccer team, Expendables FC, I'll just give it a little <laughs> plug there, um, we have a 10pm game. That's for ridiculous, football, which means we're going to miss the. Who would I'd never thought in my wildest dreams I would miss the start of a Premier League game because I'm playing indoor soccer. <laughs> like we're playing so late. Yeah, that's really annoying. Anyway, um, that that game, that, this fixture actually at the start of 2015 was probably Jose's worst um, as a Chelsea manager because Chelsea got absolutely smashed. Harry Kane got a few goals I think that day. Yeah, we had a player sent off. It was just, uh, I mean, even though Chelsea just steamrolled it in the season, we only lost a handful of games. This was a really bad loss. Yeah. Um, and Unfortunately for Chelsea, Harry Kane's back. Yeah, Harry, <laughs> Harry Kane is, is he's back. So a real danger game for, for Chelsea. I mean, in the past, because Chelsea, you know, you've usually been right up there. In the big games away, they go for the draw. They yeah. play for the draw. They almost can't afford to do yeah. that. They almost need the points. So, um, yeah, no Deli Alley though for um, Spurs because he is suspended after picking up five yellow cards. <laughs> yep. And anyway, um, West Ham host West Brom in the Battle of the West. <laughs> um, the Dave West Derby. <laughs> um, Liverpool Swansea. I think. Um, under Klopp, I think under Rogers, you would have gone, oh, maybe Swansea yeah. might get something. But I think under Klopp, you go, nah, Liverpool should. But th- these are the games that Liverpool still need to, to win. Yeah. They seem to have no problem in the big games, but it's the games against all the other teams, like the mid-table, lower-table teams, where they need to focus. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, rounding out this 
um, round of 14 fixtures is Norwich hosting Arsenal. So, yeah, interesting. Very. <laughs> a lot of... Um, oh, the table's going to look very interesting after this round. It could really flip on its head. So, yeah, a lot of... A lot of 50-50 games there, I think. Hmm. I reckon they're going to go one way or the other. Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for our show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having us back again in your <laughs> headsets and your speakers. If you want to contact us, you can go to sidenettingpod.com. You've got everything you need there, including how to bake muffins. Hey! Look out. Uh, if you want to contact uh, us as well, you can go on the Twitter. Our Twitter handle is... Uh, it is at Sinet underscore pod. And if they want to contact you personally... Contact Crime Stoppers <laughs> or Twitter at Trolley Lamb. Preferably Twitter. Preferably Twitter. <laughs> and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs>